Welcome, welcome, welcome to One More Go, our 10th episode spectacular. 10 months, I say 10 months, it's probably more like a year we've been doing this. I'm not as so as uh, There's been a few six weeks gaps here and there to accommodate for our horrendous laziness, but generally our 10th episode, our, our sort of... Or what's the what's the word? Not not like a centenary, but for ten, what would you call that? Uh, decennial. Decennial. Nice. See, this is why I keep you around. Our decennial episode spectacular, um, where you're joint. Where, where of course, as always, I, I am Barry Topping, and sitting opposite me is the beautiful Nicole Hay. Oh, you look surprised when I said you were beautiful. Well, you know, um, I, I'm just not prepared for that level of praise commitment <laughs> this is our 10th episode you, you've entered into a pretty big commitment here i hope you realize that Yeah, absolutely no this is this is one of the most uh, profound and fulfilling relationships i've ever had Aww. staring into your eyes for the 10th time and speaking of profound relationships we thought for this 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 complete celebration of old games that we love we would take one of our most beloved get a bunch of our friends round in a room and play it with them. That's right, for this 10th episode spectacular, we are going to play Daily Thompson's Decathlon. But no, though, that's, that's a lie. We are, in fact, going to play the amazing Saturn Bomberman. Saturn Bomberman! One of the... That was really good. One of the... See, voice acting, man. This, this is your calling in life. Yeah, well, it is my calling, except for the fact nobody wants to employ me to do it. It's Aww. a slight hitch. I'll put a sad trumpet sound effect in here. <laughs> There it is, there it is, you enjoy that. So, yeah, I mean, we, we decided we'd do that, we'd get um, ourselves and the BitSocket boys and the GameWank lads. Yeah, that's right, um, last week the cream of Scottish video games podcasting gathered in my flat around a Saturn and a multi-tap, and oh my words, did we have fun, and you're going to have fun listening to it. You will have to excuse the fact, because there's so many people in my living room, rather than this incredibly professional setup we have in Barry's home studio, mm. it's a bit echoey. I'm suffering from a cold last week, so I'm a bit Joan Riversy. A bit Joan Riversy. I'm I'm as I'm as husky as a coconut. There's also there's there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of crisp rustling going on because Nickel put on quite a spread, quite a spread. You can't expect people to spend time in my house without having chocolate to. Uh, entice them it's it's such a quintessential part of the multiplayer experience like your mates and a bunch of snacks and you are sorted exactly um, exactly I think, yeah I think we we really got that whole um, you know slumber party video games ethos going totally across. I was in my jammies as well which was good um, I don't it was I, good for me I can tell you well I mean I sleep naked so that's probably why it was was good for you so good um, but before we get on to all that that, that joviality, um, unfortunately a bit, a bit of sombre news to kick us off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the 19th of September, um, the, uh, f- well, not the founder of Nintendo, but the founder of Nintendo as we know it, uh, Mr. Hiroshi Yamauchi, uh, sadly passed away mm. from pneumonia at the age of 85. Um, I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that our lives would be very, very different if it wasn't for Yamauchi-san. Mm. Um and it's um, it's interesting to think about um, just in terms of, you know, like we... Obviously, when you think about video games or any sort of piece of art you love, you think about the people who, who were directly responsible for creating it, you know, and we all we all very much revere uh, Miyamoto and uh, Yokoi and uh, all the other um, uh, stunning creatives that Nintendo have produced over the years. But you have to think about the other side of video games and uh, Yamochi-san did as much as anyone to put Nintendo in the position that it is today. 
Um, Nintendo was originally, I'm sure many people know, it was originally a playing card um, printing firm. It, it, it was actually a family business that started um, in the late 19th century. It was around about 1889 or mm. something like that. Uh, and Yamachi-san married into that uh, family. And he... Uh, he uh, he took over at the the ripe old age of twenty one after um, his uh, his uh, wife's grandfather passed away and he was sort of pressed into service as like the the oldest male heir and uh, why did he turn that company around? Boy howdy! Oh, an absolutely staggering legacy he leaves behind is aye what a what a footprint in the gaming world and what a footprint on the planet. That that man leaves behind. Like. And the interesting thing is that he he wasn't he wasn't creative. He wasn't a he wasn't a designer of video mm. games. He wasn't even an artist. He was a businessman. But what he was was somebody who's incredibly skilled at spotting market demands and trends before they happened, and uh, spotting the right people to exploit that. Like I say, um, Nintendo was um, a car a playing card manufacturer. Um, and uh, he, like, after he got into the company and found his feet, he started to sort of innovate in, in uh, the, just the general toy manufacturing sphere. Um, and, and one day it was when he noticed a, a young engineer who was paid to maintain the, the printing card presses, Gunpei Yokoi, playing with a, a grabbing arm tool that he'd uh, made to amuse himself on his brakes no and he recognised that as a as a toy that would take off and that was the ultra hand and that's what uh, sort of launched Nintendo into the, the toy sphere. When you, when you think of that's how it all began really it's like blows your mind like Yeah absolutely and then uh, Nintendo eventually through their links with um, toys they got the licence to uh, uh, distribute the Magnavox Odyssey mm. in Japan mm-hmm. and that's what led them into making electronic games um, that's what eventually led them to hiring a, a, an artist that they'd hired to, you know, sort of uh, create images for their playing cards and uh, creating a, a, a coin op, and that was Shigeru Miyamoto, and that was Ke- uh, Donkey Kong, and uh, yeah, the, from there it all came on. And you know, like I say, he wasn't the creative force behind it, but he was the guiding force behind making the uh, the step into the mm. the home console market. It's very much uh, Yamachi-san's idea that they should be uh, the 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 software should the the hardware rather should be as simple as possible, like simple enough right. to be you know um, viable and mass produced and be cheap enough that it's within the reach of the most people, and that's really what turns Nintendo into what it is today. I mean, that that was the entire sort of driving ethos behind the Famicom, like. You know that that man put a Famicom in like most houses in Japan, like, and when you when you think, I mean, un, until Iwata took over, I mean, when you think of everything he did at Nintendo, like that whole, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's just an absolute, I a, a total a total vi, video gaming hero, like, who, yeah, a visionary, a, a visionary, visionary. Um, not a visionary in the way that again Miyamoto or Yukai were, well. But, Somebody who provided them the platform this and recognised their talents. It's a very important thing that I think is often lost in the age of sort of crowdfunded indie games that we live in is that creatives aren't God when it comes to games. And a lot of the times with a lot of modern indie developers, the person that's in charge is also the person that's responsible for the vision. And I think there's a lot to be said for... Like in some cases, you know, you could say like, "Oh, you know, suits ruined X game, suits ruined Y game," but it just goes to show that like a good business acumen and just a core business idea can 
create can allow people to be in a, an environment to create such things. Like I think well, it's all about the right people being there. And, right. What um, a team you put together as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, well, that's the thing. Yokoi was like, um, you know, a maintenance guy. Mm. Um, uh, Miyamoto was just like a sort of staff artist, a commercial artist, and you know, he recognised their talents and turned them into absolute geniuses of game design. Um, it's incredible. Um, if you want to know a bit more about um, Yamochi-san's life and career, uh, Jack Schofield wrote a great obituary for him in The Guardian, which you'll find online at The Guardian website. And um, yeah, um, salute to you, Yamochi-san. Thank R. you for everything you've given to us. Thank you very much. Um, moving on, um, this month, Nicola and I will be attending the Eurogamer Expo. This week, in fact, by the time this goes out, we'll be we'll be on our way. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, this podcast will fly out at the same time as we uh, train out. So please, if you listen to the podcast and you're going, and we've not already spoke to you about hanging out, like if you see us kicking about, please come and say hello. We would love to talk to you. Yeah, we 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 desperately desperately need company. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, and if you fancy, I mean, they'll have the Templar Saturn Bomberman set up, so. If you've not played Saturn Bomberman and you're listening to this podcast, you have a pretty good chance if you go to Eurogamer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, I'd just like to re-throw the gauntlet down because I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for you, but as suspected, well, we're pretty good at Saturn Bomberman. So if you fancy your chances, please, please get in touch. We make quite a good team. You'll find out that like, I, I kill everything and die in a kamikaze manner and then uh, Barry mops up and takes right. the wins. But... Mm-hmm. Um, that's our technique, and you're going to find out a bit more about it as we talk about Saturn Bomberman now. Uh, just a little bit of background that we don't get into. We do, we, we do a pretty decent job of covering most things. In, uh, it's hard, it's hard to stay on podcast target when you're having so much fun with your mates, really, the way. So. Exactly. So just to uh, round it up, um, Saturn Bomberman is... I don't know what number of Bomberman game it is, but somewhere in the middle of the 70 Saturn mm. Bomberman games that have been released in the last 30 years. But it came out uh, in Japan in 1996 and in uh, other territories in 1997 for the sake of Saturn. Of course. It is, frankly, the ultimate... Uh, ten, ten player, ten player multiplayer it, this game has. The In terms of the multiplayer aspect of Bomberman, it's never, ever been bettered. And given that the single player version of Bomberman isn't worth bothering about. Mm. You can say that as a Bomberman game, it's never been bettered. I mean, its contemporaries at the time were like... Uh, Bomberman 64. Uh, Bomberman Hero, which doesn't even have a multiplayer. Bomberman World. An Atomic Bomberman. Mm. They were all, you know, the the other versions that were on other platforms. And this I'd, is, I'd, love to, I'd love to know what the formula was that led to this game coming about and being so ridiculously good. When, you know, there are so many Bomberman games, it's like, what are the magic elements it takes to make a Bomberman classic, you know? Well, I think um, a lot of this was, like, in place before they got there. I mean, like, the Saturn, like we discussed in the podcast before, was designed to be the ultimate 2D gaming machine, uh, which, you know, obviously lends itself to a game like Bomberman. It moves Mm. sprites around very well, so, you know, when there's a lot of action going on, especially in the 10-player stages, Saturn can deal with that. The... The multi-tap, which was unusual at the time, before and since, uh, the multi-tap has five ports on it. Um, so if you get two of them together, you can have ten control pads. Mm. So like that's, uh, that's another element that was in place before the game got developed. And uh, the network play, which um, unfortunately never made it to Europe, but was available in Japan and America. Uh, Saturn had a, a 
I believe a 14.4k modem. No way. And uh, you can yeah. play Saturn Bomberman on online. Yeah, yeah. But and no uh, the fun thing is, like, um, if you're in America and you have uh, in America or Japan, you have one of these modems. Um, it wasn't on servers; it was direct dial. Mm-hmm. So you can still play online Saturn Bomberman to this day if no you have way. the tools. That's pretty special. So you know, like all of this stuff was in place already, and it was all there for Hudson to make the ultimate Bomberman game. Mm. And uh, well, I guess the only thing to do now is hand over to us and not the studio and see what we had to say about it. Yeah, on on location, it's uh, in sunny Glasgow. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very excited Nicole Hay. Take it away, Nicole. Oh my word! Oh my word! We're going to play Saturn Bomberman. Yes. Are you beside yourself, Barry? I am. This is one of the best games that have ever been made. Certainly one of the best multiplayer games. Possibly the best multiplayer game. Uh, yeah. No, I would. We're best by now, I guess. One way or another. And we and we got multiple players to help us do that. And we Sitting behind us. Um, one of the great things about Saturn Bomberman is it's got a lovely little. Uh, Stroll through Hudson's soft history mm. with its character select. So, and we've assigned all our people here. So, we're going to introduce them. First of all, Barry's going to introduce me. Yes, uh, player one, we have Nickel Hay, the Hello. gorgeous, fucking the stallion of Bomberman, Nickel Hay. Um, and you are, you are Bonk. I am Bonk. Of course, from Bonk's Adventure, was his first game in 1989. But yeah. um, known as PC Genjin? PC Genjin, I believe. Because, like, all the Bond games, of course, came out on the PC Engine or the Turbo Graphics 16, as it's known. Uh, Genjin is um, <laughs> Japanese for primitive. To me, is a weak uh, game. A pun. So, so it's a pun. It's a pun and a pun and a pun. It's the PC Engine, PC Genjin. The Japs love their puns, like they always do. But um, called Bonks in this for some reason, though. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> lack of grammar seems to be a theme for Saturn Bomberman, and uh, all the games are called Bonks. A piece of possessive apostrophe adventure uh, and somebody programming this game doesn't seem to know what apostrophes do good but it kind of sums up bonk then again. I guess so because his partner for this uh, team game we're going to start out yeah. on teams and team right. complete team one more go it's Barry's character Master Higgins from uh, Adventure Island which you may remember us talking about way back was it the first episode of one man go maybe one, uh, one of the one of the early ones Master Takahashi. Yeah, originally um, uh, a character standing in for the boss of Hudson, uh, Takahashi-san. He is a, uh, well, he's just a rad dude, really. Master well, he's, he's a wee guy with a loincloth and a skateboard, which can't really fuck with, you know. And uh, he, he appears in one of the hardest platformers ever. But in this game, he just wanders around with a massive chin, and his name he, is spelled for space. He looks kind of unhappy as well, I think, like, he looks... Well, that's because his name isn't spelled right. He's Master Higgins with two Gs, but in this one he's got one G because they can only fit so many characters in. Of course, of course. But according to the Bomberman wiki, uh, he broke into the bomber world with his axe. Oh, right. Well, it, they don't specify whether that's like a tool or a guitar. All right, I see. The Bomberman world, okay. Yeah, you know, well, Bomberman apparently come from Bomber World and Bomber Nebula. Ah, okay, which all exist in the Hudson universe. Like. Yeah, yeah, this is all kind of, this is all deep cuts. <laughs> they, you may have heard them giggling in the background, but that's because we do have guests for this episode of Momo Go, very, very special guests. Yeah. And we're going to start with... <laughs> and they're loving their professional presentation <laughs> of this podcast. 
And um, with us joining us is uh, first of all we've got Team Bitsockets. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bitsockets. Yeah, they're, they're their own biggest fans. And who we got first, Barry? Scott, if you'd like to introduce yourself to the microphones for Uh Hello, I'm Scott from Bitsocket. The wee one. The wee one. The wee one. <laughs> I'm uh, 25, working for love. And, uh, well, you found it this fucking Saturday. found it Saturday. Right. And you're playing as Miss Honey? Yes. Um, who's a wee cowgirl bounty hunter, which we thought suited you. That's just me. I thought you were just saying she's a wee cow. Yeah. <laughs> she's a wee cow. She's, she's a wee cow. cow. Just like you. You're fucking right. <laughs> She unfortunately doesn't have any uh, other game history, she's just been a character from the Bomberman. Aye, from Bomberman 4, I believe. So you exist only within this world. Are you I'm ready to embody Miss Honey? The worst thing I've just noticed from, I've just noticed from looking at the notes is Bomberman's been shorted to BM, which is of course like medical term. <laughs> <laughs> BM notes. BM4. <laughs> Four BMs shot. Looks like that, it'll be a bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, to my left, completing Team Bitsocket, we have the very attractive Joe Merrick. Oh, thanks. Introduce yourself, Joe. I'm Joe. Uh, I'm, I'm the big one then, I suppose. The big one. The big one. The big one. The long one. The big one. You're the long play uh, version of Bitsocket. Which character am I? Princess something? You're Princess Kinu, who um, comes from. Um, his first appearance was in uh, a game called. Tengai Makyo 2 Manjimaru from oh, 1992. Ah, I remember that. It's a, it's a JRPG, so I think I would have thought you'd have been very aware of it. It's no Final Fantasy 13, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> according, to, uh, according to this, Kino is an innocent, quiet girl with a tragic past. Kino is actually a half demon that is in fear of the great power within her and what she's capable of. We thought this. She's got to do with Bomberman, like. Well, nothing, she's just got to do with. Uh, Tengai Makyo 2. Odd choice. Give her personality, stick her in Saturn Bomberman and like... Well, I think it's just because she's so gosh darn attractive. Oh, she Maybe she thought she was getting taken too seriously, so... She was <laughs> <just> <laughs> still want to be typecast. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that Bomberman again. <laughs> my my agent thinks it'll be good for me. So my wee person looks a bit like Shania Twain and Joe's some kind of all-powerful demon woman. Yeah. That's like, fair enough, that's fine. Yeah, well, I, think we, I think we got your dynamic right. I don't know, I've played Pixel Storm. No. <laughs> and the third team on today's San Bomberman special is a team very dear to Barry's heart. Team, come on now. <laughs> team Gamewank, but only well, we have the core of Gamewank. <laughs> Jamie Tam McLeish, Jim's bag of bollocks. Jim Steele himself. Jim Steele is here. Nay, nay house coat, nay hat, but he's here and that's all Wearing nothing but a t-shirt. Introduce yourself, Jim. Let us know the real Tom um, McLeish. I'm Jim from Game... Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's here. Um, yeah, I'm Jim from Game Wank. And, and he's uh, naked. Yeah. I mean, just a t-shirt, as Danny said. What character are you again? Uh, he is Manjimaru. Ah, you're Manjimaru. You're a playful kid that runs around this village with the other kids to this... Fucking hell, you're just a wee boy, you're a wee laddie. Yeah. You were also in uh, Tengai Makia 2, Manjimaru. From... You're the lead character. I was in a Tengai what? Tengai... <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Tengai Manki pretzel. <laughs> 
Oh, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> Dang, I <I'm> like <laughs> <laughs> It's like Soggy Biscuit, but worse. <laughs> so you're the lead character of the Majimaru. Right. The Majimaru game, so there's a heavy weight on your shoulders, you know. <laughs> yeah. And who have we got? Uh, who have we got as Jim's tag team partner? Riding him out is in a controversial move. In a sexual sense, sexual tag team. In a controversial move, uh, Richard Morgan has dingied us. And sent in Kill it! <laughs> snake! Snake! Wait, snake! What? what one's Richie? Uh, Richie's the worst one. He's the, he's the old guy? He's Richie now from Chucky's eggs. He's the George Clooney. <laughs> oh yeah. He's the, jo- he's the George Old man that hangs out with me and Barry when we do game wankers. So instead, oh, you know what I am? Alright, I'm, uh, I'm the uh, Bathgate Market Price Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarettes, alcohol. I thought it was you're that one with the, with the Madonna headset on that stands in the meat van. Yeah, you know, totally. Get your lunch, Get all the parts of the six-year-old women. That's like, oh, you're looking lovely, though. You're on your hair. We know what to say that half. Mints. <laughs> I love your work. Yeah, like my nice. Just take me as a practice. Okay, so um, what, of course we were talking to here is Mr. Daniel Eccles, who provides the musical entertainment at the end of Game Mike in his guises of Sneeze and Stiff Richards and just and the greatest why else of these do you have any other? I don't know. I'm like I'm like I'm basically like Dave Grohl of the Livingston music scene, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of slag. Your talented mate died. <laughs> <laughs> just like your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, he's he's delivering that that savage verbal beatdown in the form of Mylon, who first appeared in. Mylon's Secret Castle in 1986, another side-scrolling platformer from uh, from Hudson. Are you familiar with it, Barry? Ah, it's fucking nails. Like. He's, he's also self-relating, as you speak. He is, he's a, he's a little... Uh, he's not eating his ass. He is actually. Joe up, actually, I think you're funny. <laughs> 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 I'll make a thing. He's, he's wearing him like a Halloween mask. Two bone mans are doing something interesting right now. Bombermans. Bombermans. Two Bombermans. Bombersman. Um, yeah, my is a little elf who is a wee bit sleepy and he's sort of nodding off constantly, but uh, at the moment on the screen he's nodding off behind Jin's character. And, uh, he's nodding off, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Mylon apparently lives in the land of Hudson, where people use music to communicate with each other. However, Mylon does not have the ability to communicate he always asked himself, why is he the only one who lacks the ability to understand people and music? So, Danny? <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's fucking Mariana's trench. He didn't have to say that, because I got that from the spring. <laughs> 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 I love to do these backstories. Fully communicated. What the fucking Hudson know what they're doing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> they know and, how to weave a tail. <laughs> and so to round out, and uh, for these... Um, Team levels, we're playing the eight player main it's, core. Come on, is Joe crying? No, no, no it's the I music guess. coming out. Should, should, I, should I tweet her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the computer will be controlling both White Bomberman and Black Bomberman, Dude. who first appeared in Bomberman in 1983 and in over 70 games ever since. What? Uh, yeah, 70. 70 Bomberman games in the last 20, 30 years. 70. But yeah, we have uh, White Bomberman, who's uh, known as the Cheerful Bomber. Uh, cheerful White, rather. <laughs> cheerful Bomber sounds like... That's a terrorist or something. 
Uh, well, that's not, not as bad as uh, the black one, who's normally the antagonist. I can't do it! Not as bad as the black one, known as Cool Black. Yeah. <laughs> that's <so good. laughs> But yeah, those 70 games that Man has appeared in, uh, unfortunately, I would say probably about 90% of them are rubbish because it's Hudson trying to build single player campaigns. Aye. Uh, the single player, like a game that we've that you've owned fucking a lot longer than I have, and have you ever touched the single player? Really? I played it once and then cried for about five days and vowed never to look at it again. Uh, no, Bomberman Hero for the SX4 had a really good story, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really involved in that. We just had, I couldn't believe that. Well, uh, that's enough about the characters. Let's have a look at the stages that we'll be playing. Uh, there are eight stages in the game. First one here is Path to Glory, which we'll skip. Why will we skip it, Barry? It's, it's the quintessential Bomberman stage. It's the, the map with the blocks. You know, it's the Bomberman multiplayer map. So It's what I think about when I drift off to sleep at night. Aye. Now you that... think about Path to Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly there. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Danny Eccles is on this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to skip it for just now because we like to think of the, the pure Path to Glory it's the, the, final, it's the final end. stage, it really is. We should say how many matches are we having? How many till? Well, we decided the house rules are we're going to have two in every level apart from Path to Glory, which will be the one final countdown. And the team with the most wins at the end obviously wins it, but bomber points. Yeah, yeah. the amount of people that you kill um, definitely uh, adds to your score, like goal difference in the football. Our listeners oh. switched off. <laughs> Another part of the mechanic is if you die, then you get to become a mad bomber. You get to uh, hurl around the edge of the screen in a wee spaceship, chucking bombs in with gay abandon. That's really the sauce on the chips, the mad bomber. Like, it's been well good. Unless you don't like chips, then it'd be the sauce on the. Tits. Mad bomber is the sauce on the tits of this game. What kind of sauce, Mark? Um, like chippy sauce. Chippy sauce, aye. Vinegar down a wee bit. <laughs> and just like squeeze for about five minutes solid right. until the bottle's empty. <laughs> it's like when you're in the chippy and you're like, can I get salt and sauce? And she's putting sauce on and she looks at it and you're like, keep going. <laughs> 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 it's like, no like, is that, is that alright? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so instead soccer of Patrick we begin with Soccer Stadium, my spiritual home. Alright. Um, this. Uh, Level takes place in a cathedral to the sport of football, with uh, with uh, two goals at the side <coughs> of the screen. And if you kick the bomb into those goals, a huge gout of flame startles the unwary across mm. the screen. So keep your wits about you, gentlemen. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and we play soccer stadium. Let's fucking do this. <coughs> Are you going to do this for every game we play? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, who am I again? <laughs> right, Lee, I'm going to kill themselves. I'm good sleep, sleep, man. I was worried about the black woman, they were just standing there for a second, just not doing oh, it. Ah, that's my dick. I killed myself instantly, but managed to redeem myself and the mad bomber by trapping Danny in the corner and killing him. The beauty of mad bomber. Now, someone's got a dinosaur there. Yeah, I've got the yellow dinosaur. I think that's the one that feeds his folk. But he spends so long trying to burp that it, it's, it's, it's ineffective. Yeah, a, a burp that will terrify people into standing still is uh, a that's metaphor it. for life, I think. Or a bath gate. Secondary tobacco. I get the one. 
Scott just walked into a bomb that he wasn't even aware was there. I thought I was doing alright there. And Jim, can you describe your strategy? Um, my strategy is, is trying to be uh, Switzerland, essentially. It's not working. Yeah. No, I've been shot between two balls. I just accidentally killed my, my bro. Was that you? That was me, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Teamwork! Uh, team, one more go, take the first one because. Uh, Barry wandered off from trouble and I managed to trap White Bomberman in the corner with a mad bomb. It's like a conspiracy. <laughs> There's plenty of time for you guys to You know the mics are positioned to make Big Socket quietest as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, we can just lie. There's no truth right. to this up. We're on a jungle trap stage three. This is a bit of a different stage in that there are sort of there's less going on in this one. Eh? There's less soft blocks, and we have a uh, soft blocks, of course, being the bomberman terminology for blocks that you can blow up. Just, just so you know. Um, you get mines in this stage though, so it looks like a wee mushroom. The power up. So basically, you lay your mines and then do they go invisible? Eh? Yeah, they do. They, they hide, and if somebody stands over them, they appear and then uh, blow blow up with an explosive force that takes out. Everything, the width of the screen. So basically just didn't move. <laughs> yep. Jungle trap. Oh no, my lord! I managed to dizzy Joe up by hitting him in the head with a bomb there. It didn't kill him, but it was funny. Dizzy Joe up sounds like a 4 non blonde song. Fatally stood on a mine, not realizing it was there, and was instantly blown up. Oh. This is not a game that rewards. A victory for the computer is not. It's not satisfying. It's a conspiracy. At least the white bomber man won, though. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we walked into something that we shouldn't be part of, you know, <laughs> that kind of. Just wait till we get the paddles out later on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you walked into. You walked into Desert Twister. <laughs> Twister is set in a desert land with lots of environment hazards such as a loop of quicksand moving around the centre of the maze dragging bombs and lazy bombers alike for a ride while man-sized tornadoes will knock you in the air and drop you inevitably onto an exploding bomb. So, uh, so let's have some fun, shall we? Desert Twister. Hopefully hell and hunt. Make a weird Bill Paxton in a flying cow, eh? You know what? Don't talk about Helen that way. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Helen. White oh, bomb man's just falling. <laughs> <laughs> he's just falling, maybe he just likes you. Myself, myself as well. And I just trapped Danny in the corner. That was just going to keep happening as well. It's like, What we found here is that Joe is surprisingly good at this game for somebody who allegedly. Joe just disproved that by walking into his own flame. Fucking slow and steady, eh, Jimmy? Now, Mad Bomber gang up on Jim like. Oh, just skip! Yeah, everybody. Let's try and design it so eventually the computer wins every round. And then Skynet up. Oh no! 
Jim was just one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the blank look on his face. What's up? That's the poker face, bro. Can you spend any chocolate ice crispies out, please? All fucking right. So we're taking a wee break just now to take on food, but let's find out. Scott, have you played much Bomberman before? Um, I'll be, see if I'm, it's embarrassing. The one I've put the most time into would be Act Zero. Just because we did a video about it. Can you explain Act Zero? Act Zero is... Can you justify Act Zero? It was back when gritty remakes were looking at the thing of the day. And they decided, like, on the Xbox to have this kind of new vision of Bomberman, so they made them kind of gritty looking, they made it about, they kind of made it a third person shooter with Bomberman in it, and it looks, I mean, it, it plays really badly, it's got a really weird female character you can go as well, it's really, like, she's about a foot shorter than male Bomberman and has massive breasts. And, no, she's um, not. Sticking to the past, she's got big holes for nothing. She's got big holes for nothing as well. That's the bombs come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's all the thing. Um, this, this is making me so depressed just hearing the description of this. It's giving me liver failure. It's horrible. No, I mean, I played like, I played a lot of people growing up. You end up playing a lot of kind of multiplayer Bomberman, but that's sadly like Zero's the only one I've ever owned. I know. Well, that's brought the vibe right down. Thanks, Sorry. Scott. <laughs> In introduce the next level, Barry. <laughs> um, Stage five, space colony. This is this is Nichols' favourite level, which he claims is objectively the best level. Yeah. It has these kind of wee floor panels where you walk over them, and it changes the gravity on the stage, so you can be moving really slowly, moving really quickly, um, which is kind of nice because you know th there's a weird thing about speed and Bomberman where if you get the slowdown power up, it's like fuck's sake. But if you pick up too many roller skates as well, it's like fuck's sake. <laughs> you end up running out your own bomb all the time, but. Uh, so this is kind of interesting. It has a has like a, a combined virus as well, which is a weird sort of thing where you pick up the, the wee skull. Is a skull? No, it's two bombermen. It's two bombermen. I see. Um, and when you walk into someone, their character combines with you, so you're kind of like you're taking them into your cell. It's like Kirby in Smash Bros. A wee bit. Ah, uh, you do get the power ups, and your sprite just gets kind of bigger. So. Um, and then there's, you want to talk about this? Your favorite power up. The best weapon in the game is the beat bomb. You'll recognise the. Uh, the the logo is like a little sort of steering wheel. If you drop the bomb and hold down C, you start flashing yellow, and you have to stand in the same place. Once you're solid yellow, you can move around freely, and when you release C, you'll shoot the bomb straight in front of you at high speed, and it'll explode in contact. Oh, totally. I called that the Johnny Five power up because you're like Johnny Five in Short Circuit Two, and he gets gold, and like you're just super. I'm ah. gonna drop this. Now. Oh, that's the speed up handing oh, there. I was just gonna say that. Oh, fucking. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know you're playing Hades and you use too many of the speed power ups. Yeah, oh, for... uh, exactly like that. I'm enjoying the fact that Jim's entire contribution to this recording is him just going fucking fuck. Wait, whoa, whoa! Johnny Five, my, 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 my dinosaur just got really big there. What, what happened there? You collected another egg. All right. It's maybe a question. It doesn't give you an extra hit. It just makes you big. There's three stages of size, but it makes your your powers more powerful. So the purple dinosaur is the worst one. Oh, All you can do is scan shit. soft blocks to see if there's power-ups inside them. Is that, uh, is that even work? Yeah, because happens. there's nothing in them. Right. If there is, they'll go red. Honestly, oh, so you can get to see what's inside? No. That's shit, man. Tell us all. I was just about... <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to pick up beat bombs there and somebody blew them up in front of me. I, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Are you call them beat bombs? Like, 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 like anal beat bombs? <laughs> 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 
Would you buy a set of beads if they were a little bomber? If they were shaped like Bomberman, yeah. Oh, yeah. I picked up a skull. I don't know what it does though. Oh, these are the diseases. They have random effects. And um, I think your one is making your bombs explode early. Uh, oh, it's this all. Yes. Oh, I've done that so many times. I keep going. Yeah, you, you have to. You have to learn to like how fast the flame decays. Uh, and uh, Joe hasn't got that sense of timing yet. It's a shame. A bit, already bit socket yet to score. Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. This is disappointing. <laughs> I've got two. But you're seconds, you're not as bad as bit socket. That's no victory though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your empty. I'm sorry boys, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh and now we have the stage that Barry hates the most. Aye, um, The bouncing bomber. Um, the the power-ups on the stage are pretty straightforward, but arranged around it are trampolines. Nah, the trampolines are such bullshit, like, they're terrible. Because all it, all it leads to you doing is, like, it, you just have to not move. It's another one where you just can't fucking do anything or you end up on a trampoline and you will invariably blow yourself up. Because it bounces you off screen and everything. Like, as, as when we played it earlier on and we were practicing, Scott didn't even really know fully what was happening when he jumped on the trampoline. My person jumped off one side and jumped onto the other and just kept jumping until she ran into a flame. And that is Bomberman. And that was Bomberman. <laughs> but uh, the fact that Barry is almost inarticulate with rage about this is... It's terrible, I hate it, man. And I think that, that sums up multiplayer Bomberman more than anything else. Aye, no, you're right. A great love and a great hate. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> oh, fuck, the Ekkies have just kicked in. <laughs> oh, let's do this! <laughs> Bomberman! I'm coming to get you, you baldy prick. Bomberman! <laughs> Bomberman! Lower out his views out here! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe! Joe! Start the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> Open your bum. I was just gonna say that! <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you guys are teammates. In a naked attempt to distract you, I'm going to ask him about his Bomberman experience now. <laughs> uh, actually, Scott forgot his Bomberman game because my first time owning a Bomberman game was when I borrowed Bomberman 64 off him when I was wee. Remember, like, oh, your, it, was, it was your cousin when you borrowed your cousin oh, right. 64. Oh, right. And uh, I bought Bomberman 64, but I had nobody to play it with. So I just played the one player and it was shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I used to have Black Bomb just dropped it, just dropped <coughs> onto your way. I used to, have, you know, you get the knockoff freeware versions of good games on like PCs and Macs. I had a knockoff version of Bomberman when I was wee. I used to play. Oh, yeah, shit! Yeah! Oh, oh yes! Oh. Um, I very much hate being oh, the last on the screen when Barry's there. Barry's away. Don't oh fuck! Come on, Joe, we could actually get a point. Oh, by the way, when you go in the trampolines, you can redirect yourself, but Joe jumped on! He's still winning! He won! He's standing on the weights at the side of the screen and he's still won! I was gonna. I'm not doing you. Man, I'd sleep lately. Okay, we're even with the seconds. Get it, we're all sitting. 
This one has weird sort of floor panels where if you stand on them for too long or put a bomb on them, you kind of they lift up and throw your bomb or throw you, and it's again just another stage mechanic that leads to you fucking killing yourself all the time. So it's good. Ninja House. <laughs> I just did a, a beautiful tactic there where I had the, the power glove, I picked up a bomb, chucked it over some blocks and trapped Scott in the corner and uh, I think Scott might actually be about to murder me in real life because it was so slick. Oh fuck, oh fuck. That's the modesty in your game <laughs> This is the one game I'm genuinely oh, good at. He said walking in off lane. Oh play. yes. I enjoyed watching those records. Um Joe's a contender or like the machine. Yeah. He's just He has no particular strengths or weaknesses, he's just good at everything. I don't like being one of the lads. Don't be jealous, but like that's far too much pressure. <laughs> 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 Oh, overcaught, overconfidence. Oh, you're the lads. In the big bed. The big bed. In the long bed. In the big bed. Second bed. Oh, this is where I completely lose yeah. face by losing the computer in it. What? Jim's loitering around the edge of the screen strategy is under threat here because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as the games get towards the end, weights drop down from the sky to fill up the edges to make the, the play area more constricted and got just that little bit more thrilling. Mm. And. Uh, Jim is that oh, one's gonna get you. Fucking hell! Two black ones right in the pus. So I think this means actually that the computer team are actually joint first. Me. <laughs> they sure are. Oh. Oh. I think because can't we can't handle the pressure when you're last. I'd rather die early, you know. <laughs> Just like you'd be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning. Of, I'd have made a good role. Full metal jacket. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played Bomberman before, Jim? Once at Barry's house about three weeks ago. Good. Did you enjoy it? I oh, know. I did play. I played it before that at a, a, a LAN party when I worked in Maplin with other people who worked at Maplin. Fucking hell! Oh, man, so imagine, imagine the amount of sex that was happening yeah. in that room. <laughs> Non-sex. Halfway through this LAN party, one of the guys That's decided what? that it was time to watch Star Trek Enterprise and stop playing games for, for 45 minutes. The driest, the driest <laughs> dick in the street. Richie Buck and Marlon. Definitely, definitely time to play it. Funny enough, this guy was actually a virgin because he told everyone every time he got drunk. He was an Irish guy and he was like, I've never put it past the goalpost. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, don't tell this story again, man. And then he's brought it up. And I think like, it's because I'm too nice a guy. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, man. This is like a statement from the murderer from Seven. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him win. <laughs> Don't let him win. What's in the Enterprise box set? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so the last theme level. Well, it's so pleasant. It's beautiful. 
Last thing level is the factory floor. This is probably the most irritating level in the game. Uh, its gimmick is uh, there are arrows on the floor. The gimmick that it's in Yorkshire. <laughs> Please, the Emmerdale theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, we're enjoying Jim's bizarre anti-Yorkshire racism. <laughs> um, yeah, there's arrows on the floor that if you kick a bomb over them, it will redirect in that direction, which makes uh, one of the fundamental mechanics of the game either wildly unpredictable or just suicidally stupid. Mm. So, uh, let's enjoy the factory floor, guys. You are welcome. <laughs> Danny, ruining games. Someone's since left loads of shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look, I've got a huge dinosaur in Wednesday fast. It's ruined. Now you can dash, but you get dazed oh, when you hit the controls are reversed. I'm not going to win this. Fuck! Yeah, you, you're probably best just not picking up the uh, the viruses at all, mate. I know, but I do it anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm just <coughs> dying to no die. You nice to win, eh? Oh, oh fucking what? <laughs> Hemmed you in, you dick. You said I'm getting arrested. Oh, no, 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 no. <gasps> Don't believe your own height. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure Black Bomber Man died, but no one touched him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, court. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Everyone will believe you. Ah! Ah! Tip wank. The new rival podcast coming in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to see the Mikio and Tip wank? Tip wank, yeah. Oh, my word, it's Team Bitsocket versus White Bomberman. Will they kill each other by accident? We have to win this one. Sponsored by Imperial Leather. <laughs> you fancy a bit Sockets chances here, really, don't you? Well, yeah, we especially oh. oh. They're both alive at the end! Does that mean we get two points? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're ready for the final half. I've had a stretch, so when I'm, it's time to rock and roll. So, uh. <laughs> You, wait, you, he, he writes for football, isn't he? Are you wanting to be a football commentator one day or whatever? <laughs> he writes for football. Judging this, judging your performance. No, it's not. It's not happening. Do you think he's a gentleman after a stretch, though? And that's Berbatov on the wing. He's thinking, I've had a stretch, so I'm my player. <laughs> Soccer stadium. Yeah. Is that a real footballer's name? Yes, it is. I met I met Dragoje Lekovic once. He signed, he signed a picture for me. Dragoje Lekovic was the uh, antagonist for Rocky Ford. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh dear. yes! Nickel just walked into a bomb because he's I'm a fucking fan. Now is this big, <laughs> is this the computer team takes the lead? Yeah, the computer team is now winning because I can't keep a track of what bombs do. Well, really, really, really brings out the best in a friendship as well. Playing, totally man. I came up with some of the most colourful, colourful insults for uh, my old flatmate when we were playing this. Like our mutual friend Ryan, the J Lord J. I think uh, what was this? Uh, oh, spunk, spunk biscuits. <laughs> it was uh, a common one with Ryan. Spunk biscuits. Right, so 
Anyway, you can use that one, that's free. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where Wanker Doug started as well. I'm sure, I'm sure I wanked a few Dougs uh, <laughs> after playing Super Bomberman. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, it's what the country of Wales got there before you. Fucking. The wrath of Yorkshire. Fuck you now. Go and say Wanker Dog in a Welsh accent. Wanker Dog! <laughs> That was the only thing missing from Nino Cooney. Oh, oh, by the way, you can stop your uh, butt kicked bombs by hitting them on the shoulder buttons. You son of a bitch, how dare you say that? How dare you keep that under your stop heart? Stop the computer. Oh, wait, wait, start again then. I don't know that. <laughs> yes. At least I got to see the sight of Nickel taking out his partner. So, we need to pull the finger out here. So, Nickel, you pull the finger out of the back there. Did you kill me again? Is that what happened? Uh, you, did, you missed me and then exploded and killed you. So, I think you should start going against Nickel. No, I didn't kill anyone. You killed Barry. What, did I kill him? Scott. See, Scott's trying to be friends with everybody, but actually, he's just mooching around the silent assassin. Mm. Scott likes to play people off against each other. He also likes being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's the end of bit socket. Yeah, again, your friendship has been lost over Bomberman. So, Barry, we haven't discussed your um, history with Bomberman yet. Hey, um, I, I played all the SNES Bomberman, Bomberman's growing up. Bomber's um, man. I never had a SNES multi-tap, so I only ever played two-player Bomberman until I had a mate that... Because, like, to be honest, even though I played a lot of multiplayer games, it was never Bomberman games, because the, all the four-player games I played were on PS1, usually. Because um, everyone had PS1 multi-tap stuff like Poi Poi and Blazing Blade and that and uh, even even a lot of two-player games on PS1 stuff like Unholy War and that. Unholy War. But no, I never played a lot of Bomberman um, until I got to college. And you know, when you go to college, you spend a lot of time doing nothing, just like sitting about waiting for classes. So uh, me and Gibby, my Gibby, used to play uh, Super Bomberman 2 on the laptop while we were waiting hours for classes. Did you like bring control pads with you to college? Aye. <laughs> that, that, that's, how, that's how much of a thing it became. So I spent my college years playing Super Bomberman too. And then, when I got a Saturn, got Saturn Bomberman and all my dreams came true. It's a beautiful story. Pretty beautiful. But no, Saturn Bomberman is... I can't think of... For the fact that it's got 10 player, I can't think of many multiplayer games that I can say are a better experience. Because when you have 10 folk in the room, it's like... Yeah. Pretty fucking unbeatable. The thing, well, the thing about it is, it is the perfect iteration of the Bomberman concept. Mm. And we've been talking about those like seventy Bomberman games, and the problem is ninety percent of them are terrible because like you can't improve on the multiplayer of uh, Saturn Bomberman. So what they try and do instead is make the the single, single player different, and literally no one wants to play the single player. Well, we're speaking for a room full of people here. Any of you guys want to play single player? I've played it, but I never went into this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically like a wank. You, you know, it does the trick, but you'd much rather someone else was in the room watching you. <laughs> <laughs> you'd much rather it was a dog. <laughs> Do you want him to be replaced Nickel? Just It's my fondness of Bomberman came. Like, um, I had this on my Saturn anyway, but... Uh, Never really played it, it was just like something I bought because uh, I knew it would be good. Did you just go way more my He was just waiting for the... Oh. 
And then one summer uh, in high school, um, like, I got a bunch of mates who were all into it and uh, we spent like basically weeks and weeks, four of us around my house every single day playing Bowerman, building the rivalries, enjoying the times and that was uh, a long carefree summer doing nothing except uh, learning how to destroy your friends. I'd like to point out that when in high school when I call, and I can vouch that he's really using plural when he shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on him. He was very handsome and popular then. <laughs> it was a long, 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 long time ago. And um, what one one something that we uh, we we were talking about was yeah. like. Um, have you ever played a multiplayer game with anyone? They've had like a completely ridiculous reaction to either winning or mm-hmm. losing. Like, I, I, for, like there was a guy I went to high school with, and like we called him Felly. Like this is a nickname he got in primary school because he was so bad at football. <laughs> but, like, he's going to get the next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he was a bit a bit simple, really. Eh? And like we were playing, I think it might have been even FIFA. And like he lost and he kept losing and in the end like he just got so annoyed that he like he grabbed the PS he like grabbed the PS1 controller and bit into the wire and pulled the controller off the wire. Wow. Fuck. Seriously. Joe got quite upset once when I beat my Virtua Fighter 2 the Saturn by only using the the buttons. I didn't actually touch the D-pad. I was on one handed my girlfriend was pulling one hand to the call. <laughs> And I was like, talking to her, and Joe was trying to beat me, and it was a bad, I actually beat him twice in a row with one hand. Boy. And you get quite upset. So you beat off Joe with one hand? <coughs> beat off Joe with one hand while I talked to my girlfriend. Do you remember those those travel screens that you used to get? And they were, you got one for the original Xbox, and yeah. uh-huh. we'd, uh, we'd play like, was it Soul Calibur 2 that had Spawn in it? Uh, yeah. We had Soul Calibur 2, and like, one, of those, <laughs> one of those travel screens, and we played it in my mate's car, and we were driving places. And like whoever sat in the passenger seat couldn't see the screen, so and like me unable to see the screen in the passenger seat as Valdo, fucking unstoppable. <laughs> I, I mean, how could you? I mean, see if you put an original Xbox in a car, does that not like mess up with the suspension? Because the back of the car was <laughs> dragging along. <laughs> well, we had to take out the engine. Mostly. We weren't actually going anywhere. So it's like two HDs coming out soon. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, it's good. He actually and spawn in it. No. No, no link yet. No link yet, because I'm going to say this. Doing that view, move with the sword. We wouldn't allow Joe to play his link because it was cheating. <laughs> link was too good, man. He's a bit OP, like. See, back to the old doing fucking nuts things when you're uh, when you lose a game. We were uh, doing pretty much a level each on Shadows of the Empire, and uh, uh, my mate, you fuck off. My mate, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he died for like the fourth time in a row. I was like, oh, I was supposed to be taking turns, and he wasn't. So already I was like, shit, right, okay, he's, he's, he's got quite a lot to deal with right now, and he just absolutely went loco, took out the rumble pack, and squeezed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking squeezed it, and squeezed it, and his face went purple. He's like a big belly, and he's like, squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it, and he just looks at me and goes. <laughs> Put the fucking rumble pipe back in and just nailed the level. <laughs> Squeeze the rumble. <laughs> Any uh, multiplayer job? You seem like you'd be fucking raging at multiplayer. <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, this is the thing with me. See, whenever I lose or something, folk always think, oh, I bet you're raging. But I'm not. But then because they say that, I don't say them. I used to say Avengers on and you're fucking. <laughs> 
fuck I was sad. I'm like, oh, do you want to bet you are really pissed off? It's like, no, I'm not really. I'm not easy. Your, your mask of sanity is slipping. People, people have had a peek behind the curtain. Like, that's it. Because everyone's wanting, even if you're in Joe's team, you kind of want them to lose. <laughs> Everyone understood that. Somebody hates me with it. Both games. It's like it's not even a game. It's just one. Like Joe goes for a job interview. You hope he doesn't get it. Your multiplayer game with Joe is just life and success. We were playing. We were playing Four Souls Adventures in the Zelda game. It's amazing, right? Even though it's a cooperative game, Scott will still just throw me into the lava and go bomb fix to me. I like to think in many ways it's like, it's, 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 it's the just to see me die. There's an appeal to griefing your friends in multiplayer yeah. games. Like, I like the new Mario Brothers for that. Oh, mm-hmm. Me and Kevin, we've been playing Mario Brothers the Wii and it's just it's so good. Man. It's mm-hmm. just, but it's like, I said, well, the amount of times I've been at the cold, I accidentally killed him. I've accidentally picked you up and thrown you. Yeah, yeah. How's that happen? Team Spots 2 setting up some teams and then putting friendly fire off. <laughs> or no, friendly fire on, on, actually, and just like following your teammates and just taking them out. Just mm. for a laugh. So, uh, Jim, you're a big fan of Morrowind and Fallout <laughs> and Mass Effect. Have you ever played a multiplayer game? Oh, well, look, it's me and, me and Richie. I thought um, Richie played Morrowind then. Me and Richie, when Fable 2 came out, used to co-op that um, for about a week because it was like the multiplayer was a bit rubbish. But um, when I was in his game, you can't like you can't grief people really in Fable 2. It's set up so everything you know you have to be nice to people. But I figured out that if I went about in his world smashing windows, he'd get arrested for it. <laughs> I just do that all the time. Oh, so. PlayStation Home and first time I made some turned on for a night to see what it was like and you came into my house and just moved my furniture around me so I couldn't get out. If someone if someone was holding on to a piece of your furniture you can also do that so you could just box folk in. And once you once you spent about three hours downloading PlayStation Home and downloading a room to get into, it was wait, wait, wait. so you're telling me Someone has had fun with PlayStation Home. Uh, not the kind of fun they wanted us to have. It's a bit like saying like having fun with a knife. No one wants you to have fun with a knife. But you can have fun with a knife. Bit socket versus one more go and game works here too. <laughs> but they've been great competitors. You've had a lovely time, haven't you? You get to take home the uh, your tickets. Shall get home, Mariota. We've had a lovely time. <laughs> We're just glad to be out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we're going to have such fun with that yacht where you live in Lincolnshire. Thundra! Yes, I finally fucking killed somebody. <laughs> what an achievement. Oh, I suppose we're saying it. You've got wank his tiny wee dick. Skills has got there, like, that was mightily impressive. Oh, you. Right, Scott, stay in. Right. Stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Scott. Barry's the target for me. Oh shit. What? Oh. Uh, I won. Did you suicide him so I, I could win? Oh, look at the tactics going on in Barry's wee suicide bomber, man. There is one more game one, to go. One right. more stage. We need to make sure the, the, the machines get this to take away any decent taste <laughs> from their the machines. The machines, yeah. Machines. yeah. It's like, <laughs> like for, for those of you at home, um, uh, one this? more. This, 
I was the score going into the final match just so we can get a bit of context. Right, so uh, one more goer on five wins, topping the table. Uh, second is the Machines, the White Bomberman and Black Bomberman team with four wins. After that, we've got BitSocket on two wins, and somehow GameWank won a game. I think that's, that's a mistake. It was all gem. It was all gem. Uh, uh, absolutely was. How many points have they got? Uh, a gentleman's win. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, um, I mean, if the machines win, then we'll tie on, on wins, but um, our team have got 15 kills. Oh, wait a minute. So, we're, oh, so we're changing the rules. So, if you guys draw, then you're still going to win? Is this what you're saying? No, the computer puts it to goal difference. No, oh, it, 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 basically, we've won. We've won, and this is just the victory lap. Oh no. <laughs> There's that face! <laughs> yeah, I'm really not that bothered. It's silent until they exhale at the end, that's it. The shape of it as well, imagine squeezing a rumble back. Can be, be good for you though. And so to finish off, we are going back to the path to glory. Path to glory. Oh, no so, sounds like John Rivers at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do an impression. Come on, Nico, you're trying. <laughs> what would Joan Rivers say when she was playing Bomberman? Oh my god! <laughs> Are you fabulous, you bombing little man? Is anybody else a bit turned on? He's got jumped too far. Yes! Oh, you're a sly motherfucker. <laughs> He, he, he timed his jump so he dropped a bomb and he jumped so he didn't get hit by it. And that's the sort of tactics that mean that one more goal win this tournament in style. Six wins, 19 bomber points. Let's nice. see that fucking bomber craft. And let's go. enjoy, we get a little uh, ceremony here with Box and Mr. Higgins on top of a hovercraft surrounded by the losers in their. Uh, Is that just our like, <laughs> Their brains being put into machines. And now the uh, the mayor of Bomberton. We're gonna take a fucking picture of this. You can't lie about it, like. <laughs> no, no, we did one. Oh wait, piss off, I've won. I'm just gonna tweet now, right now. I've won it. That's the the Joe Merritt catchphrase. I've won it. I've won it. I've won it. I've won it. I don't know. And in second place, the machines. The machines. I'll enjoy the, the uh, <coughs> techno background music to this. Music's the only thing that I don't think is that strong about this game. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a shame. shame. Thinking it's that. Good during, the, during the level, it's good. It's, it's a shame it's the same music for every single multiplayer yeah. level. Though. It's a good song, but it's repetitive. It does really get to you. So, in the end, how does everybody feel about Saturn Bomberman? Uh, you know what's shame? <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, it was a lovely wee trip doing memory lane. And, and that was fucking terrible. <laughs> I got twice as many bomber points as the next nearest challenger. Not one person gives a fuck. Like. <laughs> <laughs> these stats are way like. I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, say something. Well, <clears throat> I think it's really. I'm just really upset by the fact that I, I'm just I'm awful. I killed one person. Um, <laughs> it was you. It was me. Um, I think it's brilliant. Like it's it's one of those games that I don't think it's ever really been for, for just getting loads of folk around one console. There's probably not a better experience. It's just a really, especially with, I mean, ten player is even better. Like, yeah. 
And I've played it, I, actually I've played it quite recently with 10 people all sitting around, I had a projector on the wall. The worst thing was, the sheet kept falling down, and I wasn't wearing my glasses as well, so I, I lost it right, I didn't know which one I was. But, I don't know, I think some folk talk about their online multiplayer, and it is great obviously if you can all get pals around, but there's never going to be a better experience than getting a few folk in a room all sitting about doing this. We wouldn't all be the same reactions, the same back and forth. If we were all sitting in our own sofas and doing yeah. it, we'd be too embarrassed to do it. Shouting in our heads. You should play the, um, you know the music from Braveheart when he makes the speech. Can anyone think of another multiplayer game that's just as much of a Rami as this? The only thing I can nearly think of is Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, a lot of, a bit, a lot of Nintendo games. WarioWare. That's a special one. Man, we've got the Wood Ash Rimmel there when we played. Oh, the first time we played it as well, because you can play co op, kind of that co op, co -op as well. Yeah, the Wood Ash is well good. But I mean, for pure folk in a room sort of enjoyment, Saturn Bomberman's up there. Like, Absolutely. It really is. Just a perfect balance to the game, even though there are those levels that cause many aneurysms. There are a few of those, but. <laughs> but I know, aye, it's, it's the. It's the, as you were saying, like, the, it's become a rare thing where folks sit around in a room and play video games together, and that's kind of depressing. Like. Yeah. Because well, online gaming's good fun, eh, but it's never the same experience. I don't think it's good fun unless it's the right game. There's only there are very few games that I've enjoyed online. And mm. uh, the only ones I like are the ones that have a kind of limited, like, Ridge Racer, because you can only be nice to each other in it. Because mm. I hate. I think, I think the ruins online no. game is a bit dicks on it. Yeah, I like cooperative online gaming, I should say. Like, I like, like Kill on the Floor and Left 4 Dead and that. Like, cool. <coughs> but the thing, well, the, the, the successor to this now is like what Nintendo built the Wii on, uh, yeah. like on like sort of casual games, so like Wii Sports and Lips oh. to a certain extent. I think Wii Sports is another great multiplayer mm -hmm. game. Oh, right. I like Wii Sports when you're all sitting around the telly. There is Wait, it doesn't have the depth of something like Bomberman. You know, this is this is a this is a video game. There's something about what what like, <laughs> what kind of online multiplayer has become is like there's a big focus on obviously like just FPS multiplayer, like Aye. stuff like Battlefield. Is it's just a different. It's kind of it's not really in the spirit of what multiplayer. Should but be. you know you know what thing about online multiplayer that kind of puts me off a lot is that if you don't get into it from the very beginning, every game has a sort of level up mechanic. Now. So if you miss the first week or so, you're leveled, you're just way over level compared to you are. Mm. Whereas even just there, we all came into this game and there's no level, not really like that. We're all got exactly the same sort of rules. It's, you know, it's exactly the same game every time you play it, kind of thing. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. If the game, if the rules of the game are good enough, you don't need all that stuff to make it a good game. I think the, the, sense, of the, sense, the sense of competition is different. Like when you're online, no, it's a different. No, but what I mean is like we could see if you play that game online. And it, every game starts from exactly the same goal, you know, exactly mm. the same point. There's no nobody's a higher level than each other. It's just the rules of the game make it the same game every time. It's always enjoyable. But as Call of Duty, you know that people need a sort of level up mechanic and a long game to it to enjoy it. Which is a bit of shit. You think there's a bit, there's a se really serious level of competitiveness that comes with that too. Whereas like it's like it goes beyond sort of competitiveness and it's like total one-upmanship. You know, Bomberman is like. It's like chess. <laughs> you know, it's the same game every time you play it. Right? It's how you play it. It's how Bomberman is like chess. Aye, but as you know, apology and all that, it's like uh, it's like it's like fucking no, it's like Warhammer or a game where you have to the, the more you say it's, it's, it's like Buckaroo. <laughs> What's interesting, like I was playing this and I was I, like, because I lose a lot very early on, so I get to watch other people play it. And there's lots of things that you can see mechanics and ideas that go into newer games as well. Like say games like 
Demon Souls and Dark Souls, for example, games where you mostly die because you're crap at it. And if you're honest, most of the time you die in Bomberman, it's because you make mistakes, you put a bomb in the wrong place, or when when the weights start falling down, you start to you start to oh fuck, I'm gonna uh, you you kill yourself far often in Bomberman than someone else kills you, and that's yeah. that kind of carries on to the more modern games as well. But that's the punishment is on you for being shit, not on the game being hard. Mm. The, the the problem that well not a problem, but the thing that breaks my heart though is that this is more or less a perfect game. But unless you've got a Saturn, it's almost impossible to play it now. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's not even any modern versions of Bomberman that are really good. <coughs> I thought the, I one mean, the, the one for the PlayStation Three is it not got? PSN. Oh, there's, a, a, yeah, there's one in the PSN. The online one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all right, but it does. It's only one map. It doesn't have the personality of this game. Mm-hmm. You've only got the different Bomberman. They've got customizable costumes. Can go yeah. Oh, that, that don't impress me. Paul's elder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. But like the one in the 3DS shop is terrible because like the playing field's on both screens. Oh. So you can like walk through the hinge and like miss yourself for vital seconds. That's it's awful. terrible. Um, it's unforgivable. But like, you know, you could... If Hudson wanted to, they could easily do a version just this game on like iOS or something like that, you could have local well, play, uh, and it would be brilliant. And interestingly, some, something that came up is about how the, the PS4 is only going to have four, four, player, four controllers, four local controllers, four local players, whereas the Xbox One will have eight, I think it was. Mm. And there was a lot of people on Twitter going about, oh, fucking nobody makes a game for more than four players anyway. It's like, bullshit! <laughs> fucking bullshit! So, do you think I was just a move to get folk to spend £50 a pop for extra pads? Probably, man. Just thought of another game that's great with more than four players. Mission Machines V3. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have brought that with me, actually. It's such a good game. Well, I mean, what, like, what Micro Machines and the Mega Drive when you're like sharing the control oh, yeah, pads yeah, yeah. to get eight player? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, there are opportunities to make games that support more than four local players, and hopefully more developers will be taking, taking risks on doing that, because, like, if some all well, they like like said all you need to do is like port Saturn Bomberman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think we were we're all agreed that this is still an incredible experience and I think if you can, you should definitely try it and hopefully you we can though know, because to buy a copy it's gonna set you back almost hundred bucks, unfortunately. But well if you can afford to spend hundred quid on Bomberman. Why should we muff out then? <laughs> well get ten friends together, uh chip in a tenner. Exactly. It's if like, since buying a Saturn, man, I've, I've never been more happy about a console purchase than since I bought a Saturn. Like, Saturn's fucking amazing. So this is just another reason to buy a Saturn, really. Absolutely. Just buy a Saturn, mod it, just... I think for the final words, let's uh, let's go to Jim, because he, uh, he didn't do much else today. Have the, big, the biggest newcomer to Bomberman as well. Yeah, that's true. What do you want me to say, like? I want you to say <laughs> how you feel. <laughs> How I feel Express your soul As to someone me. that most of your gaming experiences are solitary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Morrowind. Um, how do you feel sitting in a room with your close friends bombing the shit out of each other? And Joe. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love Joe. Um, no, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really weird for me because like, I, I, I never even grew up with consoles really. I grew up with an Amiga. Um, which sort of set the tone for the rest of my life. <laughs> and um, so, so this this is really rare for me, like sitting in a room full of people playing stuff. So it's no, it's great, it's wonderful. Um, and I don't even do that much online gaming anymore because 
the only online game I like is pretty much Life for Dead, and nobody plays it anymore. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. Um, really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Really fun. <laughs> this is the ultimate game that we used to love, game that we still love, and game that we hope that you'll love too. Now back to Nickel and Barry in the studio. <laughs> in my house. Thanks, Nickel. Quality, strong link, broadcast quality link there, yeah. BBC Scotland quality link. Oh, good but, enough to do the weather? Aye, because of course we learned from the best, we are disciples of the Ralston. The Ralston guides everything we do. Once again, Judith, we love you. But more importantly, has Judith Ralston ever had such a convincing win in Saturn Bomberman? Pretty, pretty convincing win for us. We we had the advantage in that we were going it and having played it a bunch. Home turf as well. And to his credit, Joe is a very good Bomberman player, although from you know the evidence out there on the internet, you wouldn't think so. Not that I'm giving you spoilers for the BitSocket versus we did, of course. But No, absolutely not, except that we won. We won. <coughs> we won. <coughs> so <coughs> fucking <coughs> hammered them. Leathered them. But um, no, good. A strong effort. Um I hope I, I, it was good to see Jim and Danny having such a good time, just being a team as well. Yeah, being being cannon fodder, but what what great cannon fodder they were! We had a glorious time, and you know, this is this is why uh, Bomberman is hubris. Like that is what makes it. So we'd love nothing more than someone to come along and absolutely wipe the floor with us. Like. You can't be. You can't win around a Bomberman without displaying huge confidence in like your own skills and your ability to like weed through the explosions but it's that confidence that will kill you every single time so there you have it we we won and we had an ass load of fun which is the most important thing exactly we do say it on the recording but just to reiterate if you can play Saturn Bomberman in any way shape or form do it immediately so there we go one more go the champions moving on yeah, absolutely. Let's have a let's have a wee uh, musical break, and then we'll be back with your correspondence. So we touched on it um, during that recording. Our own experiences of. Uh, the most extreme reactions to multiplayer shenanigans. Squeezing the rumble pack. Like, keeps me awake at night thinking about that boy squeezing the rumble pack. That is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. And I'm, that, that's part of the reason why I'm glad Danny was on that recording and not Richie, because I don't think Richie's ever played a game with anyone else. I don't think, I don't think Richie's ever squeezed the rumble pack either. Really. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, any, like, the thing is, like, you can make any statement about Richie and it's going to be taken as an innu- innuendo. And we have Jim to thank for that. So thank you. Thank you, Jim, for... Squeezing the rumble pack is... Uh... Oh, mama. I, I, I came home and I cracked out the rumble pack and I gave it a squeeze and it's such an awkward shape. It must have, it must have been pretty... Look, look, Nickel, get your mind out the gutter. We're talking about squeezing Nintendo not... peripheral devices like, now. Like, there's know? nothing innuendo about it. It's just the fact that you came home and go, I wonder what that's like to squeeze. Well, I'd said at the time that it's an awkward shape. It can't have been a very good thing to squeeze, and then I just thought I'd try it. And lo and behold, I don't. I can't say I enjoyed squeezing the rumble pack. Like, you know, rumble packs are designed. Could have been worse. Could have been a transfer pack. Like, if you'd whipped out the transfer pack and squeezing that. Rumble packs are designed to rumble, and that's it. Just let them rumble and let them be. 
So multiplayer experiences, um, we asked you. You have you have the question there, I believe, Nicole. Uh, yeah. Well, the the exact phrasing is: we want to hear about the most extreme reactions you've ever witnessed to multiplayer. Is it joy or despair, rage or euphoria, uh, smashing pads or embracing your fellow man? And you you did reply as you always do in your droves, beginning with uh, power listener Chris Spann. It's, it's good, actually. The first two replies were from our two power listeners, Chris and uh, Simon Cole. Good, good. But uh, Chris, first of all, came in with uh, the first time I played Red Dead Redemption co-op. We stole a stagecoach, three of us dying laughing as we flattened the fourth. So thank you, thank you, Chris. Stagecoach. One here from uh, the Sonic Mole, as stated. He says, my best mate once threw me out of his house for repeatedly telling him to eat shit and die while playing Worms on PS1. Worms was a good multiplayer experience, you know, seeing what your mate had named their team. Like, oh, yeah, that yeah. was always a good look into your, your friend's psyche. Or at least sort of what, uh, you know, TV shows they like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, being thrown out of the house. <laughs> eat, is, eat shit and die. Uh, at like, Let's Hug Bro, um, the superstar, of, well, half of the superstar team from uh, episode nine, uh, comes in with the first shout for Diddy Kong Racing. Saying, uh, I learned a new swear word the day my dad screamed fucking whiz pig cunt during the last race in Diddy what? Kong Racing. Whiz pig is a cunt, like, just make that clear. But and he also says, ah crap, that's not multiplayer, disqualified. Oh dear. Which is, is, is fair to is, we'll, we'll let you, we'll, we'll put that one in anyway, just because it does mention, we need to raise awareness for how much of a cunt whiz pig is, so you've helped us out there. Um, one from Zero Emerald here says Field team of six mates on COD 4 domination Win 200 to 199 by capping B in final I don't understand any of this I'm what's, sure this what's makes capping? What's B? Why are there 200 points? What are mates? Heart attacks and screams <laughs> Screams of joy all around That's a COD one there So Thank you Zero Emerald Not one that I can really relate to But thank you Thank you very much I'm sure it sounds fantastic To anyone who's played those They are video games technically So great Oh uh, Chris Spann returns with another one. Oh, he's back <laughs> He's back He's back He's uh, he's not one for having one answer He says Nintendo Land Five player ghost hunt Ghost player in one room Cackling As a sofa full of hunters Panic and scream Best mm, That's a good one like um, Nintendo, I mean, that's a pretty good recent example of something that you can have a lot of fun on local multiplayer with. Uh, well, um, interesting that the best way to make it happen is to exile one of them to another room. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you it's can... It's a nice dynamic, I like that, I'm into that, that's cool. Like uh, Next one from our mate Pablo Clark in the Dark Arcade who says, My friends and I got into this really disturbing habit we dubbed the Tony Hawk Syndrome, which Pablo very kindly elaborated on in an email he sent us over. Oh uh, Yeah, a very... Um, a very beautifully written email, so let's uh, let's do it as full justice and read it out in full. So, as Pablo tells us, we were all fourteen or fifteen, bent by the will of the prevailing winds that run along along the east coast of Fife. YAB, young uh, side note: the B stands for boys, although in truth it was boys and girls. The spectre of sexual division looming large and in charge as we unknowingly pledged a form of unconscious allegiance to the patriarchy. Heady but heedless days, forever IDST. That that is a, that is a, that is a hefty compound sentence. We get together at Cassidy Clark and play games. People arriving damp and breathless, cradling a console in the jagged, cracked jewel cases that now litter our youth. We wore thinner copies of Bishy Bashy Special and Perfect Dark. We wrung the necks of Time Splitters Two and Mario Kart. We played Tony Hawk's, hunched and devilled and grinning like the moon. Let me explain something. My little brother is a wee sicko, a wee rain man. When he acquires a new hobby, he ingests it like a lanky Kirby with a swish haircut. 
His high scores in the Honey Hawks were the things of nightmares. Too good, too much, too high, hung in the sky, unassailable like the walled gardens of God. He's also a wee wind-up, a jack-in-the-box, a handsome little needler. He knew he was good, and he had no problems orating such. And so the Tony Hawk syndrome sprung into existence. We were the older, wiser ones, boys and girls alike, broke and wrung ourselves into knots trying to beat that beastly brother's best. It can be done, us in a conspiracy of whispers. It will be done, us channeling Brutus and Judas at once. However, for it to be done, your run had to be perfect. You couldn't miss a trick. You couldn't take your eyes off that invisible golden thread of a through line that was worked into the level like the seam of a precious mineral. One slip in the endeavour was worthless. You had too much mountain to climb. The result? None of us could make it past the first 30 seconds of a level. Mm. Trick, grind, manual, mistake. Trick, grind, mistake, mistake, trick, mistake, mistake. Time and again it became a horrid compulsion. Pause, pass the controller, restart. I remember a room full of people forever playing the first 30 seconds of a game. Mm. The music loops, the blood rushes past your ears, the clutch of your hand crushed into the controller, the sound of the slap of a man falling from a skateboard ringing through the years. Tony Hawk syndrome. As of yet, there is no cure. Pablo Clark. Beautiful. That's the kind of video game memories you want to be hearing about. Like Absolutely. That's that's uh, that's new video game journalism right there. Evil Ninja Phil um, says, playing co-op with Diddy Kong Racing again. Um, playing co-op Diddy Kong Racing with a friend. DK beat us on the last lap on a race. My friend shouted, you King Kong cunt. <laughs> it's pretty good. That, that, that is, became then the, he says that became the ultimate insult. Like, that would definitely put people in their place. You King Kong cunt. So uh, hopping back onto the email, uh, Ross Taylor, he had a he had a few things to tell us, but my my particular favourite. If we're we're plucking the uh, the cream from his uh, little list of uh, of anecdotes, was that um, he sat next to a girl on the way to New York on a Virgin flight. Is it going to New York? It's just flying to New York. Mm. Uh, they had screens in the seats and a selection of SNES games. Oh, oh. <laughs> SNES games on a plane. I, I wouldn't actually get off into New York. I would just stay on the plane and come straight back. So um, so this girl was playing SNES games and she kept punching her screen every time she lost a match in Street Fighter 2. I was scared. And you would be. I you would. Because there's nowhere to escape from that sort of uh, Street Fighter 2 rage. It's like when people think that the you know people that like think you're asleep and then they like when, I sat next to a guy on a flight once and he kind of I wasn't really asleep but I had my eyes closed and like it was, it was almost as if he waited till I was asleep to put glee on <laughs> like I woke up in that and I saw he was watching it and he kept kind of glancing over it to make sure I was still asleep so don't be ashamed if you want to watch glee on a plane it's fine there's uh, nothing wrong with that absolutely did he like sort of like hastily shut it off and switch it over to some like bizarre dog hentai. <laughs> On a, on a plane aye, aye. Aye. oh no this is what I'm watching this aye, is aye, aye, aye. final one here from uh, Dean Smith Deans are always good and this one is no exception like <laughs> punched fuck out my wall when my wee brother beat me at Street Fighter 2 in 1995 tried to plaster the hole myself using knowledge gained from Gaz Top on how to for making dough <laughs> dough shriveled overnight and fell out of the wall like Imagine trying to plug a hole in your wall with dough. I assume it must have been like what, like bread dough. Like, like that must be. Like, what, it's the knowledge gained from gas top. Did the gas top tell you to fill a hole in the wall, or did he tell you like this is how you make a roll? Aye, aye, totally. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that so much. Like because 
punching a wall, like a lot of people have punched holes in their walls. It seems mm-hmm. to be a pretty standard thing for people to do, but to try and fill it with dough is pretty spectacular. Yeah, we've got another one, another one from him as well, as if that, that wasn't enough. Oh, the, the last part of that story, by the way, is that his mum knocked fuck out of him. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, is a theme in these, these tweets. He is Dundonian. Mm. He says, next one, mate beat me at Super Tennis in 94 during a sleepover. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> incidents going on in the mid-90s for Dean. Uh, mate beat me at Super Tennis in 94 during a sleepover. I waited till he was asleep, took the game and went home. Next day he comes to my house and kicked my door in. Dad came home mid-kicking and knocked fuck out me. <laughs> it's like stealing Super Tennis. I love that as like, well. Like, to be honest, if you steal like, a man's Super Tennis, you deserve everything you get. The mentality must have been like, just like right, fine, you fucking beat me and I'm going to beat anyone else ever again. Yeah. I'm fucking steal it again Dundonian but that's uh, that's the way to solve your problems when you're in Dundee too right super tennis though and solved they were so there you go I mean video games earning Dean beatings from his parents that's but super tennis though come on tennis is pretty good man no that's what I mean I want you to I want you Sit with me and bask in the glory of Super Tennis. It's really for a good. Like of I, I'm, I like a good tennis game, and Super mm-hmm. Tennis was a great game at the time. And four player as well, Super Tennis. Yes, eh? it certainly was. Beautiful. Get a bit of do- doubles on the go. Mm. Great, uh, great uh, graphics, great sprites, great character. Mm. Lovely game, lovely game. So I, I hope, like, I assume the guy got it back, but mm-hmm. for the, the what you know, for the the twelve hours or so that Dean had, I'm sure he felt pretty fucking good about it. Absolutely. So there you go. If you want to play super tennis, just fucking steal it for one of your mates. And thank you, thank you very much, everyone, for getting in touch. As always, we love your answers. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for making it feel like we're not just uh, shouting into the wind. Totally. And so to close us out, Nickel's going to play us a wee bit of music that he likes from a video game. So that's all we have time for this month, as stated. We hope we've enjoyed our, our, our 10th episode special. Uh, we certainly enjoyed making it, so we really sincerely hope you've enjoyed listening to it. And again, I just want to stress, play Saturn Bomberman. Get a Saturn, get your mates round and just do it, because it is amazing. Well, Barry's saying right now that we enjoyed making it, but that's before he's had to sit and edit together the uh, conversations. Uh, me, me, I love a good edit, mate. I love it. Puts hairs on your chest in a podcast <laughs> edit, like. So what have you got for us? What sonic treats have you got for us? Well, to play us out, we are going to explore the delights of the Amiga 500 sound chip. With, oh, uh, loved a good Amiga game. like uh, It's the Bitmap, Bitmap Brothers classic Speedball. Mm, speedball, eh? Yep. Sounds pretty, pretty extreme. Pretty racy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a future sports simulator from 1988 on the Amiga, as I said. Uh, speedball, classic sort of future sports thing. Um the uh, the sort of, like that sort of early well late early period of video games was uh, a fun era for future sports games because it was really difficult to get the simulation of actual sports right. Uh-huh. So the best thing to do was just to create a sport that um, was <sighs> easily uh, made on the on the computer system. So mm-hmm. speedball was kind of like a cross between American football and hockey and. Uh, Terminator violence. So, what's what's the music? Do you know who composed it? What's it like? Uh, no, that that information was uh, not in, not on YouTube, and therefore completely lost to me. So, the, the unknown the unknown composer, we we big you up. 
Yeah, we salute you and your uh, masterful use of the Amiga sound chip. Uh, and uh, so listen to this and then come back next month when yes. we'll do po- something post else. Eurogamer, we will be doing some more gloating about our Saturn Bomberman triumphs, hopefully. Yeah, well, mostly I think next month we're going to be playing Pokemon, but we'll still find some time we to play a- some games that we used to love, games that we still love, and games that we hope that you'll love too. I'm not actually finished, so you might have to say the catchphrase again in a wee minute, but I, I know you want to do that anyway, so it's, it's another excuse to say it. Um, we have a bit of Socket Versus out as well, finally. we, uh, Like I said, no spoilers, eh? But you know, if you're rooting for Team One More Go, you might want to give it a watch. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if you're rooting for uh, Team do, Bit Socket, what, what, why are you doing why that? Why are you doing that? Like? So, I, um, if you see us at Eurogamer, please come and say hello. And if you don't know what we look like but listen to our podcast, just Google image search sexy men from Scotland and maybe you'll see a wee photo of us. Top hits. Top hits.